Today is Monday, June 25th, 2018. And we just finished, well, I wasn't part of it, but we, uh, Pride 48 just finished their live weekend of um, 48 hours of podcasting. And I, unfortunately, could not participate. We had um, we were busy on Friday and Saturday and part of Sunday. But um, Sunday evening, I was able to join the, a couple of the shows in, in the um, chat room and uh, listen along and comment and stuff. And uh, I think I started with uh, Foul Monkeys, but, um, which was a really good show. They go, those guys are so funny. Um, they also were talking about the upcoming um, New Orleans Pride 48, which I am definitely going to be a part of. And it was fun to hear who all is going to be going there because it's really going to be fun. I'm looking forward to that. That's in August. Um, but I was really sad that I missed it because I, I really like to to hear the opening show and um, Big Fatty. And then there was a couple uh, new people I think I had not heard of. Um, one called Sarah, I think a Sarah Talk. Um, I, need, I need to go uh, subscribe to her and find out what she's about. And then I did catch like the last couple minutes of, I think it's Old Gay Guy podcast, I think, something like that. Geez, you think I would know this, but I, I, as usual, I don't do any kind of um, work ahead of time. I just turn on the microphone and start talking. But um, where did they have the schedule here? I went to Pride 48, and I'm looking for the names of the shows. Um, yeah, it was one of them was Sarah Talk, which I thought um, sounded interesting. And where is that one? Oh, the an older gay guy show. He sounded interesting. I wonder if he, if I'm older than him or if he's older than me. I don't know. We'll have to find out. But anyway, so I enjoyed the little bit of Pride 48 that I was able to listen to and um, had a good time during the... It was funny because the closing show, um, Adam, it wasn't really his fault. A couple of times the, they lost the stream and they had to come back on. And I thought the whole weekend, I guess, ran pretty smoothly and, until the closing show, which was funny. Anyway... So that was Pride 48 Weekend, and I wish I had been able to listen more. I hope Big Fatty um, puts his shows out from that. I don't know when he'll do that, though. He's getting ready to retire soon, so uh, he'll have lots of time on his hands, like me. Um, so here's the other thing, well, a couple other things I was going to say I want to share. Um, last Monday was my husband's last day of work for the summer. So now he's home for the summer. You know what that means, that um, with two people in the house, we're going to get on each other's nerves. And it, it hasn't been too bad, but you know, I, I got into such a routine when he was working, you know, about getting up early and getting a lot of things done and having time to record uh, books for my book channel and videos for YouTube and podcasts and stuff. But now I have to wait pretty much until he goes somewhere for me to do these things because I'm kind of like... Arthur, um, I th- I'm sure I've said that before. Maybe I even said it last year. But I like to do my podcasting and video recording if I'm going to be the only one in the video. I like to do that when he's not around because I feel like I have to make sure he's quiet and you know all this stuff. And I don't know why. I just I just don't like him like him to be around when I'm trying to do my recordings and stuff. So um, so like today, for example, I was going to do it. I was going to podcast on Friday, but he was home with me all day, almost all day on Friday. And I thought, oh, I'm never going to get this done. So I said, I'll have to wait till Monday. He decided to go shopping today. So he's out at the mall shopping right now. And I said, oh, I have to quick record a video and quick do a podcast. So um, that's where he is. 
But um, he likes to sleep late in the mornings, and I like to get up and get moving. It's like the whole, the early bird gets the worm kind of thing, where if you get up early, you can get a lot of stuff done, and then you can relax later in the afternoon, because I like to take a nap now these days, now that I'm so old. <laughs> I'm not old, but um, I feel like I'm an old man when I it gets to be around two thirty, three o'clock, and I'm just like, oh, I could really take a nap. And so I go in the living room and watch TV and fall asleep with the TV on. Well, I can't do that exactly now because my husband's usually watching tennis on the TV in the in the living room. I could um, fall asleep on the in the office, but I don't have a couch to lay on, so I would I rather have a couch I can fall asleep on. Anyway, that's like neither here nor there. But the other thing too is um, he so he sleeps late and then he makes breakfast at like ten eleven o'clock in the morning. And I'm like I j- I can't do this because I just really need to you know get moving like. I don't, he doesn't have a problem going somewhere at like one, two, three o'clock in the afternoon. And by that time, I, I, you need to be home because the traffic is just horrible. So um, we have differences like that. But I'm sure I'll get used to it and we'll do lots of things this summer. I mean, we've already done a lot of stuff. But, um, you know, anyway, um, moving on. I was going to also, I was actually going to start with this. But I have a horrible sinus headache. I don't know if I have a sinus infection because my nose doesn't sound like it's clogged up and and I can breathe through my nose, but I've just got this horrible headache all in the front of my head. And I'm just assuming that it's a sinus headache. So I've been popping Tylenol left and right to get rid of this headache. And I've had it for several days. Like I wake up in the morning and I've got this headache. And it usually takes all day for it to go away. And by like four or five o'clock, I'm feeling much better. But Jesus, like right now it's 1130 in the morning and I this my headache is just pounding. My head is pounding. So I don't like it. Anyway, um, what else was I going to say? Oh, um, so let's talk a little bit about Trump for just a second here. The controversy last week was the immigration policy of the Trump administration. And everyone who probably is listening now knows the, the sequence of events. They start out with, you know, we're, the public finds out that there's 25, roughly 2,500 kids who have been separated from their parents at the border. And while the parents go through the process of either being um, accepted in the country through asylum or turned around and deported back to their original country, the kids will stay in, um, well, U.S. custody, but really it was um, setting up these tent cities and putting them in cages and, uh, you know, denying them the right to see their parents. And they separated the boys from the girls and stuff like that. Then it was, so the administration, so there's a big outcry of this, and the administration kept saying, well, it's not our fault. This policy started under Obama, when that was absolutely not true. This policy started, the no-tolerance policy started with the Trump administration in April. And so it was like zero tolerance, meaning that they're not going to um, tolerate any any people coming into the country, I guess. And then they said, we can't change it. Congress has to change it. Well, not really, because it was an executive order to do the zero tolerance. And that came from um, Jeff Sessions from the Justice Department. So really, all that had to be done, as you know by now, what Trump ended up doing was just doing a an executive order saying that the student, or students, the children should not be de- separated from their parents. So now they're going through this process of trying to reunite the parents and kids back together. And um, well, Trump just said yesterday or today... I think it was, was it yesterday or maybe it was this morning. 
he said, oh, if we could get this done so much faster, if we didn't have to go through judges or a process, we could just turn them right around when they when we cross the border and just say no and send them back. It's like, well, dude, you know, there is a due process we have going on in our country, and there's no reason to change that. So um, this immigration thing is driving me crazy. But a couple things that good that have come out of this, I think, that are um, good demonstrations of resistance to this administration was on Tuesday, I think it was, maybe it was Monday or Tuesday last week, when the Secretary of um, DHS, Department of Homeland Security, Kristen Nielsen, I think her name is, on the day that she said, like she was in the uh, press briefing and she kept saying, we can't do anything about it. This is the policy. We can't change it. Um, no matter how emotional you get about it, we can't change it. Well, then that night she went to a Mexican restaurant in D.C. and a bunch of protesters booed her right out of the restaurant. And I just love that. Then on Friday night, I'm sure you've heard this by now, Sarah Suckabee Sanders went to a little a tiny little restaurant. Only, they only have 26 seats in Lexington, Virginia called the Red Hen. And I, there was an article in the post about that I read. Um, she basically went in there and her family went in there and they ordered cheese plates and stuff and they were sitting down. And then um, when the majority of the staff uh, realized that who she was and recognized her, they called the owner and the owner came in and had a little powwow with all of the employees and the majority of them said, um, I would like to ask her to leave. So the owner asked to t speak to Sarah Suckabee Sanders privately, and she did. And she said, you know, we're just not comfortable serving you, so um, we would like you to leave. And she was. they were both polite and civil, and, and Sarah said, okay, and they left. Well, then Sarah Suckabee Sanders um, violated the ethics an ethics rule by tweeting about this restaurant and saying that she was kicked out of this restaurant. Well, yes, technically she was kicked out of the restaurant, but um, there's an ethics law that says you can't use your um, title, your position to, um, you know, talk badly about a business. And she used her official uh, press secretary um, Twitter account to do this. Well, nothing came of that actually, but then there's this big controversy about, controversy about people should we you know use our right to um, kick her out of the restaurant absolutely you should it's the only way people are going to get the message you got to stand up for your beliefs and say you work for an administration that is horrible and is uh, just awful to people and you know all of the different reasons and you say i just cannot have you in my restaurant and, and get them out and i, I just applauded that lady you know a lot and i went onto her facebook page and you know left a message and of course the crazies commented on my stuff but um i just ignored them but i, I on the view this morning i was watching the first couple of minutes of the view and they talked about this and all of them except for sunny hostin said no you should not kick her out of the restaurant and I'm like, you can't even compare this to a restaurant saying that they're not going to serve gay people or a rest or a cake maker who uh, stands up to his religious beliefs and says he's not going to make a cake. You, there's no comparison. This, this was not discrimination against her skin color. This was not discrimination against her religious beliefs. This was um, on moral grounds. She simply did not want to... Um, support this administration by serving these people. And I completely agree with her. When you completely disagree with the, the current administration, you need to do everything you can to show resistance to it. And kicking someone out of your restaurant is a perfect way to do that. 
um, Maxine Waters went on on uh, she was on video saying that that exact thing. If you see any of the administration in uh, you know at a restaurant, in the shopping mall, at the gas station, you need to say something to them and, and shame them for um, doing what they're doing. That they are choosing their job to work for this administration. So they choose to be this way. Unlike being black or being gay, you don't choose to be those things. So you're not being discriminated against when you are choosing to work with this administration and lie for this administration. It's just not right. So I applaud the lady at the Red Hen uh, restaurant and the people at the Mexican restaurant for standing up and um, booing these people and, and you know, shaming them. I, I, I absolutely agree with that. And I'm going to, I, you know, with my um, uh, protesting at the NRA, I feel like that we're shaming people with um, our protesting and stuff. So I, I completely agree with that idea. And I think everyone should do it. Um, just think, you know, go back in history and remember the people um, during Nazi Germany, not that I'm trying to compare this to Nazi Germany, but I really am. Um, <laughs> If you know that, I forget that saying. It's like, um, first they came for the Jews. I wasn't Jewish, so I didn't say anything. Then they came for the gays. Well, I'm not gay, so I didn't say anything. Then they came for me, and there was nobody left to say anything. So you've got to stand up and say something. Resist. Be against this uh, this administration and all the policies that they're putting in place that are ruining this country. I mean. You ha at some point, you have to stand up and say something and be that voice of dissent and resist against the policies. You, you've just got to. Things will never change if we don't fight against it. So um, that's the way I feel about it. And I'm sure there's probably many people who are listening to this right now who um, agree with me. Anyway, let's move on to a different topic. I've got two more topics. One is I made a video this morning of my coming out story and I'm going to post it on YouTube today at some point. Um, but I was thinking about, you know, how I wanted to tell the story and I didn't want to get emotional because my coming out story was not emotional really at all. I didn't have any issues with parents. My mother was a little resistant at first, but she eventually came around, but I was trying to make the point that, um, at the time that I came out, it was not safe to come out. It was 1986. I was 21 years old, and people just on a regular basis just did not come out at that time. It was still tough to be gay, even though I lived in a relatively liberal area. Um, it was not. It was not easy to be gay. Like my mother reacted so horribly to my telling her that I was gay by, you know, saying, "Oh, you're not going to get a job, and you won't have any friends, and people are going to make fun of you," and. Uh, you know, and all of those things could have happened, yes, but unfortunately, I mean, fortunately for me, um, my being gay was never an issue with where I worked or, um, well, unless somebody else was making a, an issue of it, but nobody I knew was making an issue of it. Anyway, um, so my my story is relatively uh, a short one and um, unemotional, un it's not not dramatic at all anything like that so um anyway i would suggest you go and watch the video on youtube and um it's really short it's only going to be like four and a half minutes i think maybe five minutes so um you can watch that and also while you're over there subscribe to my channel if you're not subscribed 
because I only need like 15 more subscribers to reach a thousand. And once you reach a thousand, I can start being monetized again. So please go over and subscribe to my channel. Even if you never watch any of my videos, just subscribe so I can get the subscriber count up. Okay, anyway, now the last thing I have is a voicemail from Scotty. If you remember the last um, episode of Archer Radio, I talked about going to the Harry Connick Jr. concert at Wolf Trap, our first concert of the year, and I uh, you know, talked about what a great concert it was. Well, Scotty called in to um, tell us about his feelings for Harry Connick Jr., so let's listen to this voicemail real quick. G'day Archer, this is Scotty Yorazi Butler. I love Harry Connick Jr. Oh my goodness, he is so hot. Oh, I just love him. Of course, he's probably never ever going to come to Australia and sing or do anything, but anyway, I'll miss out there. Have you seen the movie he was in in the 90s, Copycat? That was such a good movie, especially. He looks so damn sexy when he licks the knife as a serial killer. Oh. Love him. Bye. Thank you very much, Scotty. I have to say, though, I have never seen that movie, and I kind of didn't hear what you said. Was it Peacat? I don't, I don't know what it was you said. So I don't, I don't really know the movie, and I, I don't think I've ever seen it. I really only have seen him in one movie. It was one with um, where uh, Jodie Foster was in it, and she either adopted a kid or something about this kid is like a genius and Harry Connick takes him to college and stuff, something like that. Uh, something Nate or something like that. I don't remember. You guys can put it in the comments or, you know, shout it out to me or whatever. Um, Cause I really don't remember it, but yes, he, he was really good looking when he was much younger. And you know, I don't know if you know this Scotty, but he wears a hair piece these days. Um, so all that hair on top, most of it on top is fake anyway. So um, that might change your mind. I mean, maybe not. You don't have any hair on your head either. <laughs> anyway, I shouldn't be laughing at you. Um, so, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, actually, I'm kind of lost. I, don't, I forget where I was going there with that. Anyway, Scotty, thank you for the voicemail. And, of course, I always encourage everyone to send voicemails. Scotty seems to be the only one, except for the one from um, uh, Little Fatty Cast, Larry, Larry Vader. Um I think somebody else sent me one, too. I can't remember. Anyway, if you're listening to this, send a voicemail about something. Ask me a question or something. Um, all right. Well, that's all I have for today. So I'm not going to go over time this this time. The last couple of times I went over the 20 minutes. I'm, this one, I'm probably not even going to get to 20 minutes. So uh, I'm trying to think, what do I have going on this week? We have a concert tomorrow night. We're going to see Motown the Musical at Wolf Trap. Um, I think that's all I have going on anyway so that's all for today boys and girls i hope you had a great weekend and um go over to pride 48 and donate some money if you would please so that's all i have for today until next time bye <laughs>